Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Great to have you here as we talk NBA free agency. Yes, indeed. It is a big week. The Kings have some money. The question is, what are they going to do? It is great to be with Ryan and Sacktown as we try to break it all down. How are you, partner? Uh, update everybody on your health. How's the hip doing? The hip's doing great, and it's awesome to be back with you, Grant. Thank you for asking. Uh, doing well and uh, looking forward to free agency. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Kings, you know, have a couple of decisions to make. I talked about this a couple of days ago. Uh, with a very good friend of mine in Dallas who's very well connected. And he thinks that Harrison Barnes is going to be staying with Sacramento. So I think that's the first thing that, you know, the Kings need to get in order, whether Harrison Barnes is going to be part of this team going forward. If so, what's the amount? If not, then, you know, go to plan B. But I think that news is going to be happening very, very shortly. But I think he's going to be staying here with Sacramento. Interesting. Well, you know, with Harrison, you know what you're going to get. I mean, yep. you're you already have six guys, six of seven, almost coming back from the core of this team. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed Harrison would be the seventh. And uh, it's all about the number grant, honestly. And with the Western Conference this year um, or this coming year, we have no idea what it's going to look like. Right. Where do the mm-hmm. Kings rank in the Western Conference? If you know Harrison and what he can do, then why not possibly bring yep. him back? But that number has to be right. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of numbers, Cody asked a very interesting question. Well, Sabonis is a max player. Okay. So it's much more than three years and 60 million. Okay. I mean, that's not that, that money is very low compared to what Sabonis is going to get. So I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but Ryan, but Sabonis is going to get a max contract. I mean, he's a max player period. Now he's got, One more year left on his deal. The Kings can extend him now, but he's going to get the max. Easily, Grant. He he's going to be in the neighborhood of four years, 120 million. Yep. Um, deciding depending on when the Kings extend him. Mm-hmm. There are some reports the Kings may be looking at some of that cap room to extend him early. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of that goes back to where do the Kings think they rank in this Western Conference? Is this the year that they can make that significant jump from last year? Um, mm-hmm. because it all comes to resources and what they want to get on the open market. And that takes away if Sabonis does get his deal early. I think right now, today, without knowing what is going to happen in free agency, we can we can just put Denver and, and put them out of the equation. All right, let's just, for sake of our conversation, say Denver's the best team. Yes. After that, who right now, 
And again, I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. Who today would you say is better than Sacramento? And I would answer my own question this way. Nobody. I don't, yeah. I don't see any team right now in the West other than Denver that I'm confident in saying, oh, they're they're better than Sacramento. I'm not ready to say that. Yeah, Grant, I'm with you. And a lot of the teams, you got to talk about health. You can't count that Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard are even going to be on the court for a full season for the Clippers. But Correct. in terms of the teams that may be better than Sacramento, Phoenix just keeps kind of sticking in my head because they uh -huh. had a very small sample size with Kevin Durant. If they come into the season healthy, they get Aiden back. And uh, now you got Bradley Beals in addition. Can Phoenix add a couple more pieces to bolster that depth? Then I've got some questions there. But after that, it's a crab shoot. You know, yep. Lakers, what are they going to do? So the Kings are right up there, Grant. Ryan, I went through all the teams yesterday. And again, there are so many unknowns right now because we don't know what's going to happen in free agency. The Clippers, no. The Lakers, to me, are an aging team that has a lot of needs. Yes. Okay. I know they came on strong at the end of last season. But they're a year older, okay? I look at Dallas. They're in a flux. Say what you want about Luka, but they had Luka last year, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. Spurs aren't ready yet. Houston's not ready yet. I think Oklahoma City will be a playoff team, but I'm yes. not ready to put them ahead of Sacramento. Then I look at Memphis. Okay, they get Marcus Smart. Can he hold the fourth down and be as good in Memphis as he was in Boston? And then when Morant comes back, what happens then? They could be very good. I look at Utah. I think they'll be good, but I'm not ready to put the Jazz roster ahead of Sacramento. Minnesota, mm, disappointing last year. Would I yes. right now put the Timberwolves ahead of Sacramento? I would not. I, I just wouldn't. Then we get to Phoenix. Okay, Bradley Beal has shown the inability to play a full season, as has Kevin Durant, as has Devin Booker. Who's going to run the show? Are you really going to give the ball to Devin Booker and go, you're our point guard? Is DeAndre Ayton happy? Is he going to pout now with Frank Vogel, the way right. he did with Monty Williams? And I don't think that was really good in that locker room. So, you know, Ryan, I'm, I'm trying to give you all these different scenarios. Portland, to me, even with Damian Lillard, is not better than Sacramento. I don't know if he's going to be in a move, but name me that team right now. You mentioned Phoenix. That I, I look at their roster and go, oh, yeah, that roster is clearly better than Sacramento. Now, that could change, Ryan, in a couple of days after free agency. But I think the Kings are in a really good position. The Kings are in a great position, Grant. I mean, again, returning as many core players as they are, you can't really say that of another team except Denver, like you said. Oklahoma City, I think they're going to be the wild card, right? They they could have a breakout year, much like the Kings did. They get Holmgren coming in this year. You've got SGA, who's a top four-point guard in the league, yep. if not maybe the best point guard in the league right now. And I'm going to throw another one at you. Don't count out Golden State. Nope. Golden State still has Curry coming back. They still have Thompson. If they re-sign Green, which some of the reports are, it's more about the length of time of the contract rather than the value. Um, you get Pools money out of there. They can still make some moves. And guess what? Who's caused the Kings problems every time he comes to Sacramento? Chris Paul. Now, if Chris Paul can stay healthy and on the court, Golden State has a legit distributor on that floor that can get the ball moving to those other guys and free up Steph Curry, not bringing the ball up. All 
All right, let's get to uh, the the big story that people want to talk about: the possibility of Draymond Green and Sacramento. Yeah, there are very few people walking the planet that know more about Draymond Green than Mike Brown. Okay, he lived with him every day. So first and foremost, Mike Brown has a really good idea whether or not Green could fit in with his personnel and how that would work, assuming that he does not stay in Golden State. I personally would not want Green on the Kings. I think it would be a circus. I think it would take away from Fox and Sabonis and the cohesiveness of the locker room. I think it would be a media frenzy. Um, No matter what you say about Draymond Green, he's talented. He is really what the Kings need, a defensive player who rebounds that doesn't have to have the ball to be successful. But Ryan, you get the baggage with him and the baggage is the suspensions, you know, getting into it with the fans, the constant yelling at the officials, ejections, and then that becomes talked about and it becomes a distraction, not a distraction where you can't win. I mean, we saw what he did in Golden State. They won multiple championships. But do you want that in Sacramento, Ryan? I, I don't. Yeah, Grant, you know, I I can't really answer that question. If we're talking strictly from a basketball sense, if you get Draymond Green like we saw, was it game five, I want to say, of the playoffs? Uh uh, That is a absolute perfect fit for the Kings. But, you know, with the exception of Rashawn Holmes, which really was pretty much behind the scenes this last year, you said the key word. The Kings did not have distractions last year. Mm -hmm. They did not have to deal with that with any of the stars. And that completely could change the dynamic of the locker room. Mm -hmm. And then couple it with this, with Draymond Green, you know, he is aging, Grant. Um, Is there another player out there at a lower price that can maybe get you some of that same production that's not going to be a problem in the locker room that maybe has a better shooting trait that maybe, you know, can do some things that Draymond cannot. So I'm I'm kind of in the boat leaning against Draymond because that's a big financial commitment, and he's not going to want to sign just for one year. He's going to want to be here for multiple years. Yep. So I, I think the Kings ultimately turn away from him, but it is attractive because you look at the roster from top down, the only time we saw somebody, and he's not even on the roster right now, get a little bit of bulldog in him this last year with the Kings was Trey Lyles when they played um, the Bucks, yeah. So that is a dynamic that Draymond certainly brings. Hmm. Uh, he does. And again, Mike Brown knows Draymond Green better than anybody other than yes. Steve Kerr. And I'm talking about it from a coaching perspective. So, I mean, if Mike Brown felt that Draymond Green would be a negative force for the team, he would say, no, we're not going there. So, I mean, I do put a lot of trust in Brown because he knows exactly what he would be getting in green. So you have to you have to keep that in mind. Again, in order to break all of this down, and so happy to have everybody here joining us. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you have not yet already subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Ron and I are going to be doing uh, more shows than just this, and we've got a lot of other content. So please subscribe. Uh, you don't doesn't cost you anything. You're not going to get hit with emails. It's not like that. It's just a matter of punching a button and you subscribe and you'll get notified of every time we do something. And also, if you wouldn't mind, give us a thumbs up. Uh, I, again, from a basketball sense, just basketball on the mm-hmm. floor, 
Draymond Green makes the Kings better. All right. I mean, you can't really argue with that. He makes the Kings better. But dot, dot, dot. There is a there is a big but on the end of that. There's a huge but. And going back to what you said about Mike Brown and, you know, not bringing him in if he wouldn't be able to somewhat control him. We have to have the utmost trust in Mike Brown and the front office. They have been Mm -hmm. extremely calculated in every move they've made. And there's been a reason behind it. So if they bring him in, don't question it. But uh, with Draymond, I got to think, is he the one guy, Grant? I'll take this back to you. You add Draymond Green to this roster. Is this a championship team? No. They're they're the second best team in the West, though, behind Denver. And if Nikola Jokic were to get hurt, if Jamal Murray were to get hurt, you understand? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're Sacramento, your windows are going to be very infrequent, okay? The last time the Kings had a legitimate window was 20 plus years ago, you are in a small market. You are, your windows of winning, when you look at the competition in your conference, is limited. So if you as an organization feel that now is the time, based on how you perceive the other teams in the West, then you make, you roll the dice. You roll the dice if that's what you feel. So um, uh, it's a it's a tough call, Ryan. It's a tough call. Well, and here's the other thing: you roll you roll the dice. That means Sabonis is not getting a renegotiated deal at that point. So it, it, that kind of changes the dynamic too, because you come to Sabonis and you say, "Look, because you just said the key word, Grant window. The Kings have a window right now. Any way you want to cut it with the Western Conference and even the Eastern Conference to a degree. We saw how well they played the Bucks uh, yeah. in the regular season, but you have to come to Sabonis and say, "We can get you help this year." We can bring in A, B, C, D, A, B, C, and hopefully, you know, take this thing over the top or we, you know, go the other way and we end up just, you know, renegotiating another piece. They they could wait a year. They can wait a year and they can give him a max deal next year and they're able to do that. They retain their own free agent regardless of the cap. So they're able to wait a year and still give Sabonis his financial, I guess, pot of gold okay and they don't have to do it this year because his deal's not up this year it's up next year so they can wait they absolutely can wait but then the new cba comes into play as well when you come to next year and signing free agents to extent so Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting dynamic and how loyal do they want to be with him because sabonis certainly his camp is going to be asking for that renegotiation well and he's going to get it i mean if he's going to be a max player all right sea dog says what about kyle kuzma or jeremy grant i like both of them And I think if you add one or the other, uh, you become a better team. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of Jeremy Grant. And Kuzma, obviously, I think would fit in very well with how Sacramento plays. So I think both those guys would be nice additions to this team. Yeah, I'm with you. I lean a little bit more towards Kuzma. And I think if you're going to want Kuzma, you're going to have to be aggressive right off the bat with him. Jeremy Grant, that's going to be a little bit of a different story because they may wait for that Dame shoe to drop, right? Mm -hmm. What is Portland going to do? So um, either way you cut it, both would be good. But with Kuzma, his shooting, I think the flow of this game, he can play up tempo. He can play a little defense. Mm -hmm. That's the way I'm going to go if you're going to spend that kind of money. Well, I... 
see the number around Kuzma's around 30 million a year is what I'm hearing that Houston's really interested in him. So, you know, that that's 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 a lot of money for uh, Kyle Kuzma. But I'm, you made a real interesting statement a moment ago because I said this earlier today on Listen App. We're going to know right off the get-go within a couple of minutes, and I really believe this, if the Kings make a splash or not. Because all these yes. players that we're talking about, are their their futures are not going to be lingering. We're, we're, they're going to come to agreements with teams right out, right out of the bell, right out of the gate when the gun sounds. So I believe that we'll know really soon. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it goes to calculations. Kessler Edwards, the Kings used the trade exception from the draft to get him re-signed. So he does not go against the cap. Um, so it's the Kings, I think either way, Grant, they're going to go after what they want and it's not going to be reactionary to what a, another team does. Cause that mm -hmm. does not, that's not how the front office runs with Monty. All right. So you talk about, you know, being reactionary and everything. I would agree with you. The teams that in the West that really need help to me are Dallas the Clippers, the Lakers, uh, Portland. I think Utah's okay. I think Minnesota could be okay. You know, I'm talking. I'm. I'm. Uh, I yeah. think Memphis could use a small forward. But if Sacramento were to do nothing, let's just say they do nothing and they bring Sasha over from Europe, who becomes a role player coming off the bench. The Kings are still pretty good for next year, right? Absolutely. I mean, you look at this roster, they're pretty good. Absolutely. Other, and it, right? But the other teams in the West, I don't think can say that if they weren't if they don't make a move. No. Um Lakers today, they put out qualifying offers to Hachimura and also yep. Austin Reeves. So yep. you can see the posturing where they're trying to go with their teams. But the Kings would be solid in their ground. I, I would go as far to say it, it probably at least a four seed the way the West looks right I now. I would agree. Yep. Um, it, and then you look at, you know, your, your unknowns or your Houston's, right. They, they reportedly are going after Van Vliet as well. Yes. So could they be any good San Antonio Van Vliet's also been tied there. Him yes. and Wemby getting together. Um, the Clippers, here's another one. Are, are they going to give max contracts to Kawhi and George? Cause both of them are going to be up next year. Do the Clippers decide to move on? And if they do, that's going to probably unravel this season, which means they're going to be down. So there's a lot of unknowns, and it's really going to be immediate, but they're going to be yep. damn good as it is. I like the position that Kings are in, though. Think about, Ryan, what can happen in 12 months. If you and I were to do this show last year on June 28th, we'd be like, oh, man, you know, I think the Kings – they got a good draft pick in Murray, but, you know, they're not going to be able to get anybody in free agency, and they're not. Yep. And I did this, so my hand's in the air. Yep. They're not as good as Dallas. They're not as good as the Lakers. They're not as good as the Clippers. They're not as good as this team. They're not as good as I, – I didn't even have them in the top eight last year at this point. Now here we are a few days before free agency, and we're talking about Kings slash championship team question mark Th think about what has happened in 12 months to this team 
Grant, it's crazy. And it hasn't happened with three guys deciding to come together on one team, right? And automatically mm-hmm. a championship contender. And, and just think about what's happened in the last two weeks, Grant. We were talking about the Kings only having possibly enough on the cap to re-sign Harrison and maybe make a small move here and there. Mm -hmm. They make a incredibly intelligent move to get Holmes out and give away that 24th pick, which also with Colby Jones drafting him, moving up, getting him in the second round. Some people had him around the 24th, 25th pick of the first round that freed up 2.9 million reportedly in the cap because he's a second rounder. So the way the Kings have done it in one year, Grant, is just amazing. Off the top of my head, uh-huh. I can't think of another team that has no. had this kind of turnaround that quick with this much stability at their base. I can. Uh, the Sacramento Kings in 98-99. That's the last team in the NBA yeah. that had this type of a turnaround, and I really mean that. You know, as far as Rashawn Holmes, it was a no-brainer. He didn't want to be yeah. here. He had checked out completely. He had checked out, Okay. Uh, his presence had been growing thin in the locker room. He had checked out. He wanted out. He checked out. And Mike Brown and the Kings knew that he wasn't part of the future, and they were able to move him and and move a pick that probably is not going to help the Kings anyway. I right. thought it was a great move. I gave you know I don't like to grade, but I, I gave the Kings an A plus for that. Now the domino effect is all right. Now what are they going to do? But in terms of that move, I liked it. Rashawn didn't want to be in Sacramento. He acted like he didn't want to be in Sacramento. And now he gets a fresh start. Good for him. Maybe he helps out Dallas. You free up the money. You don't have to pay the draft pick. Again, I thought it was an outstanding move. Do I believe that the Kings would have drafted Chris Murray if he had fallen from 23 from Portland to 24? 100%. Yes. They would have drafted him in a heartbeat. Yep. But I do believe this is actually better. And I think it's better for Chris Murray. I don't think it would have been good for Murray to be in a town like Sacramento where everyone wants to compare him to his brother because he's not his brother and he's not going to be as good as his brother. And I personally think it's better for Sacramento and I think it's better for Chris. I think Chris having his own identity in a market where he doesn't have to be compared to Keegan, I think it's actually better for him. I really do. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, Chris would have been a a decent fit with Sacramento. There's a ton of upside there. Yes. Um, You know, could he have played through the expectations and living up to Keegan? Probably, right? But it would have been something possibly in the back of his head. But you you look at the possibilities now on the open market with the money that they've freed up. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot better proven players that the Kings can go after rather than Chris coming into the Kings. All right, I want to tell you about Bennett's. Uh, I was at Bennett's just the other day. And not only was I at Bennett's in Roseville, uh, but on Saturday morning, I drove out to Blue Oaks Town Center with Brian Bennett. And I looked at their new location, which is going to be opening up in all likelihood in a couple of weeks. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal location with a restaurant that is going to knock the socks off that community. It is going to be great. I can't wait to get back and visit the location in Rockland as soon as it opens. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com and check out their menu and everything else. Don't forget about their weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib. Over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Bennett'sRestaurants.com for more information. All right, so... What do you think? I believe that within 
six hours of the start of free agency, we'll know whether the Kings made a splash or not. Yeah, I, even maybe less than six hours, maybe. Grant. You know how these things work, but I, I think six at the uh, maximum because Harrison's going to be the first shoe to drop with that, either that or a Domas uh, renegotiation possibly. But um, I, I think either way, the Kings, like you said, are going to be set up, but it's going to be an exciting time and look for you know things to possibly come out with other teams that may affect what Sacramento does. All right, Dog asks, can the Kings finally lure – a big name player. You'd have to define a big name player. The reality is, and Ryan and I were just talking about this sea dog is last year at this time, the Kings were not an attractive destination. Hey, the warriors were not an attractive destination until they got Curry and Thompson and they drafted green. I mean, really that's the reality. Yep. Nobody wanted to go play in Oakland with the warriors. They couldn't get anybody to go play there. Things change. In the late 90s, nobody wanted to play in Sacramento. You couldn't get anybody to sign in Sacramento until they did. Vladi, yep. six years, 60 million. Trade for Mitch Richmond for Chris. Draft Jason Williams. Had Pager come over. And overnight, the Kings became the darlings of the NBA. And then agents were getting calls from their players saying, hey, get me to Sacramento. And you were able to get players like Vernon Maxwell and Jim Jackson. And I can go on right down the list. So, yep. That's what I think is happening right now. Again, I don't know how you would define that big name. Are the Kings going to be able to get an all-star in free agency? No, but I, they can get a good player that can help out this team. In the past, the Kings have had to pay a significant amount more to get a free agent. The only way they're going to have to pay more now is if they are competing against another team and that individual is going to only go with the highest bidder. Then sometimes you get in liar's poker. You don't know if that's really true. If you, you know, you, you do have a max on what you can pay. That's why I think this is going to be really an interesting period of time for Sacramento. Yeah, it really is, Grant. And um, I, I think it's so much about the culture that's been created here in, mm -hmm. in Sacramento. And it hasn't just been this first year. It's really been since moving on from DeMarcus and kind of clearing the slate. But um, it, I think a lot of people love the style of play, too. Yep. And it's very attractive for somebody like you just said that may not be an all-star, but is a very solid player that may yep. be in the middle of their career, kind of looking for that last big contract. Looking at the Kings, they are one of the most attractive teams basketball-wise in the Western Conference, if yes. not the NBA right now. They are. They're fun to play uh, with because of the style. Uh, the crowd, the players get off on that. And it's it's uh, an easy place to live. Doesn't take long to get to the airport. I mean, there, there are a lot of positives, okay? There really are. Uh, yes, sir. You, you know, a lot of the players golf. A lot of them golf on their off days. I mean, I, I, I'm just adding everything. You're not golfing in the middle of winter in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So uh, I'm just throwing different variables at you. Uh, the negative is the tax implication. You sign a in California, mm, you know, so <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's a negative. Well, it is. It's a negative. So right. not everything's a positive. No, and, and that's going to be give and take. We're not Texas, right? But um, yeah. Yeah, and you've got San Francisco that's, you know, an hour and a half away. you got Tahoe an hour yep. and a half away. But lots of players will get the money, but Sac's still a good place to be. All right, what do you think about uh, the small amount of money, relatively speaking, 
uh, for Kessler Edwards. I like it. I thought he did some nice things when they acquired him and keep him around and see what you got. I love it. What What is it hurting? Uh, he exactly. made this team better late in the season. Yeah. Um. He in he made the team better defensively too. He contributed some on offense. So for what they signed him to, I believe one point nine. It doesn't go against the cap. Absolutely, keep him going. Yeah. Uh, would I sign D'Angelo Russell for a backup? Well, he's not a backup. He's a starter. So he, that's not a role that D'Angelo Russell is going to be playing. He's, he's a starter. Uh, do I believe that the Kings are going to sign a player? I do. I mean, I, I think I think Monty's got his sights on an individual, and I believe that's why I, if it happens, I think it's going to happen right off the, the top of free agency. I really do. I think – you know, free agency starts. If you go to sleep, when you wake up, I think there will be news about the Kings coming to an agreement with a free agent. Well, I, I think, too, if you don't hear any news off the bat or, you know, in that first day, I think Monty, as he's shown at the trade deadline, he's happy to sit back and yep. wait and yep. content with the product that he has on the floor right now and knows that's coming back. See if Sasha comes over. Um, but I, I agree. I do think that a free agent will be signing here. And I think a couple in particular have Monty's eye. Well, as far as Davion, you'll keep him unless he's part of a trade. I mean, he's on a contract. So, I mean, could I see him being moved if the Kings make a deal? I could. Uh, a lot of talk about Brooke Lopez. I, I like Brooke Lopez in the short term. I mean, he's 30, what, six? I had back surgery 18 months ago, but I mean, the guy is still really good, good defensive player, excellent outside shooter, good locker room guy. But I'm hearing Milwaukee is very close to keeping Brooke Lopez. So I don't think he's going to be available based on all the reports is that the Bucks and Lopez are going to stay together. And I don't think the Bucks get better by losing Lopez, and they certainly don't get better by losing Chris Middleton. No, they don't. And uh, I now that you bring up Middleton, I'm just going to throw this out. The Kings do not get better with Chris Middleton either. Um, no. For those that are asking, he only played 35 games last year. And yep. he's great when he's on the floor, but the price tag that he will command, he opted out at just about $34 million I wouldn't year. do it. So I, I don't think that's a way the Kings would want to go. All right. Um, well, you know... I don't know how to answer this question, but he would have a good thing going in Sacramento and he's a West coast dude and he went to Stanford and there's a lot of attraction about being on the West coast for him. Uh, do I think Sacramento is as good as Milwaukee? No, but do I think the Kings with Brooke Lopez would have as good of a chance in the West as Milwaukee would have in the East to win the conference? Probably. Yeah. Not, and, and if not, it wouldn't be that far off. So, yeah, playing with Giannis has a lot of tremendous advantages. He is truly one of the game's very best players. I get that. But, and again, I'm hearing Lopez is going to stay in Milwaukee, so this might yeah. be a moot conversation. But I think, you know, if you could get Brooke Lopez – I think he fits in perfectly with Sacramento and elevates them just another notch up the ladder. I keep on going back to last year is I didn't think the Kings were a legitimate third seed because of all of the injuries. But I got to right. tell you, after watching them play against the Warriors in the playoffs, I kind of changed my mind a little bit. You know, I thought they were every bit as legitimate as what their record said. I mean, I can't just ignore 
that series against Golden State. So we'll see. And again, I'm very well aware of what happened to Golden State in the next round, but I, I just think they ran out of gas. I think their age, I think there are a lot of issues going on there. That's why I think free agency for Golden State is going to be so important. I think they need a little bit of a different flavor moving forward. I know they have Steph Curry, but Steph's no young pup anymore. No. But but they're still good. They're still a good team. Yeah, they are. And uh, they, they just need to get a little bit younger. They need to freshen things up, get out and run a little bit and get back yeah. to that quick motion that they were so successful at. All right, chances that the Kings sign Barnes and trade him. I don't see that uh, happening. I really don't. I don't see no, that. No, I, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I, I know some teams. Now, here's the thing with Barnes, Grant. I, I think there's only a handful of teams that are really or would be looking for his services at his age and mm-hmm. his price tag. It's got to be a team that would take – Barnes would take them kind of over that edge or put them right there in contention, much like you just talked about Brooke Lopez. The thing about Harrison Barnes is you know exactly what you're getting. You're getting a guy that's going to play every game. You're getting a guy that is phenomenal, okay, in the locker room. Not good, but phenomenal. I I would put him in my top five all time that I've been around for professionalism. I mean, he's that, okay? He's still in his prime at 31 years of age. He doesn't have a history of injuries. He takes care of his body like you cannot believe. So if you get Harrison Barnes, you know what you're getting. And he's a good player. I think he would be a tremendous fit on a championship caliber team, which then gets me back to Sacramento. Are they a championship caliber team? I don't think they're a championship caliber team yet, but I think they're close. Okay. And I think if you lose Barnes, you're not as close. Okay. Then you got to fill in that gap and add on. So I know there are a lot of fans that I've been reading about that are okay with Barnes moving. I'm not one of those. I'm really not. Yeah, it's it's the unknown, right? You, you hit the nail on the head. You know what you have. Um, you know, it's funny. We talked about this last season, how the opinion on Barnes changed after he missed the shot in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Before that, it's re-sign Harrison, re-sign Harrison. He's that important to this team. Yeah. Um, they certainly take a notch down, but again, it, it goes back to what they can get. And even, you know, we look at, um, Josh Hart, the situation going on in New York with him and the extension looks like a, yeah. you know, extension there is imminent. That's you know, correct. it's reading it's reading the field to kind of see what may be available and what's not. And if you don't have anything else available, you bring him back. You know what you have. And you're right about what you said about Barnes. But how stupid is that? That anyone would evaluate a player on a shot that they either made or miss at the end of a game. How stupid is that? it's it's fandom grant you know it's it's wanting it that bad so i do appreciate the passion of the king's fans but sometimes you know our passion goes over our logic unbelievable hey you're uh, going to la uh with the clones yeah it's the smack off man what do you uh, uh, should i put some money on you or what (laughs) no definitely don't put any money on me i'm gonna be like an hour one guy uh the heavy hitters come an hour two or three but uh it's gonna be a lot of fun can't wait to go down to la and spend some time with some of the other guys in there and uh, some people with the show. So it's going to be a great time. All right. Here's an interesting question. If I could choose, would you keep Harrison Barnes or sign Jeremy Grant or Kyle Kuzma? I'll answer the question this way first. Based on what I saw last season and based on what I saw in games four, five, six, and seven, 
I think Keegan Murray needs to go and play the small forward position. Yes. And I think he needs to start. So that tells me that Harrison Barnes in a perfect world would come off the bench. Would I rather have Kuzma or Grant and not Barnes? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say keep Barnes, have Keegan start at the small forward, and go from there. What about you, Ryan? Um, I'm going to say Jeremy Grant instead of Barnes. Okay. Up. I, I think that that deficit from Harrison, if assuming he comes off the bench, I, I think the deficit can be filled with other players that the Kings have. We don't know what Sasha is going to do with the Kings, how much of a scoring effect yeah. he has. If he comes over, does Davion get better offensively this year? Does he make the turn? I mean, I guess the question is, is Harrison that much better than the other two? And I, I just, I, yeah. I think out of the three, Kuzma is the least desirable. Uh, I haven't lost anybody in the coaching staff, and I don't think that's as big of a deal as people make it out to anyway. But no, um, they have not. Um I know that Jordy Fernandez, the assistant head coach, is going to coach the Canadian national team, and I think that's great. But no, absolutely, it's uh, they, it's not. All right, um, I'm looking at some more. Well, he has been very consistent. All right, mm -hmm. he is consistent, but we're going to know real soon what they're going to do with Barnes. I think they're going to keep him. What? All right, let's put you. Let me just ask you. You think Harrison Barnes is on the Kings when Game One comes next year? I do not. I, I am in the you opposite. Do I do not. I'm in okay. the opposite camp as you. I think that they possibly feel they can fill some holes in other places and improve mm -hmm. in those places. And I agree with you about moving Keegan to the three. So I don't think Harrison will be here. Very funny. Talking about uh, Jeremy Grant. When Jerry and I were announcing games, we would go, well, Jerry and Grant's on the floor. <laughs> Jerry, did you know we were playing? Jerry would go, yep, Jerry and Grant coming into the game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Uh, did the Collins trade surprise me? It did surprise me a little bit. What about you? Yeah, it did. Um, I, I was surprised Utah took that on. Not surprising um, that he was on the market. Uh, I, I think a lot of Kings fans were thinking Collins would be a good fit here in town. I think that that was one player the Kings – really were not sold on and was never really a possibility in my eyes. I would agree with that. Man, it's going to be fun. I mean, this weekend's going to be unbelievable because it's going to it's going to be fast and furious. I mean, it's going to be fast and furious. Yeah, it is. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it, it to a degree, a lot of the players that are either restricted free agents or free agents are the same players that were possibly available at the trade mm -hmm. deadline. Um, last season so it's going to be a little bit of a replay of that when you throw the Barnes thing in there so can the Kings go out snatch up a Hachimura from LA at only you know maybe six million a year yep. um, can they go out get that veteran backup point guard Dennis Schroeder who's a free agent mm -hmm. um, what do they do so I, I can't wait hey uh, New Works Plumbing they are available to you 24-7 for your plumbing needs and repairs just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. So happy to have all of you joining us here on this Wednesday night special on YouTube. Yeah. If you don't like that, 
Uh, well, Naj Reed was not available. You can't get players that are not available. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, you couldn't. Naj Reed's not part of the equation because Minnesota decided to keep him. So at that point, he's not available. Okay. Yeah. So, Grant, let me ask you since Naj Reed came up, what's your take on that situation in Minnesota? Was that re signing a sign that Minnesota may be looking to go a different way? Because three centers at that price rate are a lot. I think so. I, I don't see how they can keep that amount of money on their roster at the same position. Do you? I just, I don't see it. No, it, it kind of felt like the uh, start of the Carl Anthony Towns uh-huh. era possibly ending in yep. Minnesota because all signs are they favor Gobert over Towns and Nas Reed yep. at three years, 48 million. I would ride with those two. But the question is, Grant, who's going to take on Carl's uh, contract? That's right. And what are you going to get? And what are you going to get for him? Yep, exactly right. What are you going to get for him? So uh, that's going to be worth watching as well. Minnesota was one of those teams that took a big step back last year after making that deal. I mean, Minnesota was surging. They were a team on the rise and then they made the big deal and it didn't work out for them last year. They took a step back. Yeah. And, and it's not like a, to me, it's not a Phoenix situation, right? Where there's a little bit of a smaller sample size. We had Mm -hmm. enough of a sample size with Minnesota and they mortgaged the future to make this move in an NBA that's so much predicated around running and the three pointer and not, you know, positionless basketball. Now you strap your future to three bigs. That's a very tough play. All right. So for a Sacramento with a free agency beginning, uh, it's going to be, Fast and furious and wild. Uh, what's going to happen with Harrison Barnes? I think Trey Lyles also. We haven't talked about Trey Lyles. I think yeah. you know, we, we can't just ignore him. And I think I would love to see him on the roster next year. Yeah, I think Trey would be excellent to uh, come back. I think he's integral to what they do off the bench. Um, obviously, he's re-signing. If he does re-sign in Sacramento, there are cap benefits to that rather than signing with another team. So let's see if they can get something worked out. James Harden, you think he's going to stay in Philly or go to Houston? I I think Houston is off their rocker. It makes absolutely zero sense to me if you're the Houston Rockets to bring James Harden in. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. Daryl Morey has been incredibly loyal to James Harden. I do not see him leaving Philadelphia. I see this more of a play to get a little bit of a raise and shorten the contract and uh, maybe get only a couple years as opposed to a four-year deal. So I don't see it happening. I wouldn't I wouldn't take James Harden on my team if you gave him to me for free. And I'm I'm no. not I, I would not take James Harden if you said, hey, it's not even going to cost you anything. I would say no thank you. I would not take him. I wouldn't take him. Uh, yeah, Grant, think about this. James Harden comes to the Kings, and I know people in the chat are going to say I'm crazy. You bring James Harden to the Kings, I think you take them away from thinking about them as a four seed in the West. They maybe go to a five, six, seven seed because his style of basketball, it's ball dominant. The ball doesn't move. That is exactly against what the Kings do. All right. Good to have you here on this uh, live stream. We are talking NBA free agency and, uh, well, I'm glad, Scott, that you agree with me, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you agree with me because James Harden does not get you where you want to go. He just I, – I don't understand why anyone would want James Harden, and I really mean that. I, I'm talking about especially with the money we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about a ridiculous amount of money for James Harden, you know? 
appreciate the uh, love. Thank you very much for the donation on the super chat. And uh, we greatly appreciate that. Thank you very much. I support you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I, I, again, I just, I, I, I don't understand Daryl Morey. I think that's why Daryl Morey doesn't have a championship because he's gotten in bed with James Harden and I don't think it works, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. And heck, Grant, you could almost throw Kyrie Irving into that same conversation with James mm -hmm. Harden about undesirable. Well, the only thing that Harden or that Irving can always say that Harden can't is that he's got a championship. And when, you know, Cleveland did beat Golden State that year, Kyrie was outstanding. Was. James Harden can't say that. James Harden's never been on that stage and probably never will be on that stage. So that is that's the only difference with Kyrie. But I wouldn't want Kyrie either. I I clearly would not want Kyrie, which gets us to Dallas. And what are they going to do? You know, they were real movers on draft day. They made a, a couple of moves. I they need help still. And what, what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I think Dallas has no other option but to bring Kyrie back because they mortgaged so much to bring him in. It sounds like also on the flip side, Dallas may be the only destination for Kyrie. I know there's been talk about the Lakers, but it, it just doesn't work with the new CBA. Three guys at the max deals. So I think Dallas has to try to find a way to build around him and not bring in pieces that clash with his and Lucas style. Got to be complimentary pieces at a little bit of a lower rate. Tell your dad, thank you very much. And uh, tell him that I say hello uh, as well. As far as max contracts. Okay. <clears throat> so Fox is a max player. Sabonis mm -hmm. is going to be a, a max player at this rate. Keegan Murray is going to be a max player in three years. Are the Kings going to be able to afford that? It's a great question. Um, it really depends on what the Kings do leading up to that, right? Are you willing to go into the luxury tax? Have you won a championship? It's going to be an interesting bridge to cross. But if we're talking about Keegan Murray being a max player, this franchise is going to be in a damn good position, Grant. Yep. That's true. Because that means he will have been a, an all-star at least for a year. So, that's true. That would put you in a, a that then then you're talking championship caliber team, correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, there aren't really any superstars available in free agency, so you don't have to worry about it. I mean, they're just they're, they're not. Uh, I just think it's so refreshing uh, to talk about the Kings being a team that is close to being right there on that stage. And again, I just go back to what can happen in 12 months. And by the way, conversely, you can go back to 12 months ago. Sure. And I hate to say this, but all it takes is one injury to De'Aaron Fox and you're right back to that team. Thank you very much. We appreciate the donation on the uh, super chat. We uh, would not be doing this without your support. So we greatly appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, well, you're wrong about Keegan giving a discount to the Kings. Okay, he might look like that type of guy, but <laughs> when it gets to contract time in a couple of years, he's not going to be giving the Kings a discount. And I, there's nothing about Keegan Murray I don't like. He he is a, a younger Harrison Barnes in terms of his professionalism. He is so refreshing and has all of the attributes that you want for a player to be that guy in the future. I mean, there's no negatives to him at all. He is, he's a, he's a Harrison Barnes clone. And I love that. I just love that. 
Good use of the word clone, by the way. Um, yeah, he, he exactly is. And look at the adversity that he had to play through this season, not only being a rookie, but the thumb injury, some personal issues, and to step in and start as many games as he did for the Sacramento yep. Kings, amazing. Yeah, well, I'm not a clone, but I've talked to you knuckleheads for about 15 <laughs> or 20 years on a fairly regular basis. So I'm this all is familiar true. with you knuckleheads. You, yeah. all are, you all are knuckleheads. You know your nut jobs, right? You you understand that? You understand yes. where I'm coming yes. from? Yes, I do. You got to be a little bit crazy. There's no doubt. Yeah. But if we're razzing you and we're calling into you, that means we like you. It was. <laughs> <laughs> As Brad told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and others, you know, and others, yeah, and others. Oh my gosh, wow, man, brings back memories. I'm just now I'm getting a headache after thinking about my conversations <laughs> with you guys on the air. Oh my gosh, you were the best. You were the best when you filled in for Romy. It was always fun because you knew the show. You engaged with the clones, and uh, the, yeah. those are the guest hosts that we have fun with. So. I loved it, man. It's great, great platform, great stage. I really miss uh, doing that show a lot. It was fun. It was definitely. Something I really look forward to. Um, well, I, I, look at what Keegan did last year, right? Yeah. I mean, he set the record for a rookie with threes in a year. That shot's not going anywhere. It's not like he's no. going to forget how to shoot the ball, you know? It, it, Keegan has more things to his game that you cannot teach rather than the things that need to be taught. Um you know, the things like being aggressive, the things about bulking up maybe a little bit, that's all stuff that can be taught. That three-point shot, that is, that's just talent. Yeah. You know, basketball IQ, talent, can't be taught. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, upside's huge. I would hope I'm an educated knucklehead uh, clone. Well, I didn't say you weren't educated. <laughs> I mean, you can be educated and still be a knucklehead. I mean, yeah. uh, we know what we are. We're freaking morons. Well, you know. <laughs> I didn't call you a moron, um, but if you want to put yourself in that category, I don't have a problem with it. Wow. Look at this. We really appreciate the wow. donation. And I will turn the sprinkler systems on. You are on fire. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Thank you. That's awesome. How, how about, I mean, all right, so I'm going to get off topic here for a second. Yeah. How would you, let's say somebody has never listen to Jim Rome before. And they said, okay, hey, Ryan, tell me about clone. What, what's this thing with the clone? How would you describe a clone? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Um, I would, uh, the first thing that I would say is backwards, right? Um, because anytime you listen to a radio show or you watch a TV show that you can correspond with, right? It, it's about debating the host. It's about making the show better, right? Well, us clones, we try to make the show worse. We're not the guys that try to keep the train on the tracks. We're trying to get the train off the tracks. So uh, we, we are definitely backwards. All right. <laughs> I appreciate the love uh, from the clones and uh, the fans of the Jim Rome show. I, again, I used to love doing the show. First time I did the show, uh, my first guest was Danny Ainge and they were blown away. Uh, and then when I did my next show, I had Aaron Rodgers on and they were just, they kept on blown. They were blown away with some of the guests I was able to bring on, but I loved doing the show 
because the first thing they told me was you're not Jim Rome. Don't, you don't have, you can do the show however you want. And I was like, you know, great. Cause I, I can't do the show if you want me to be somebody else. But when they said you can do the show, however you want, that was great because I just did the show the way I've done all my shows. And I love talking other topics other than just the Kings and local stuff. So it was able, it was great to be able to talk about Alabama football or Ohio state, Michigan, or, you know, college basketball or what, you know, and get calls from Toronto and get calls from, yep. you know, Tampa. And they didn't like me in Tampa because I was brutally honest about how pathetic the Rays fans were. And, you know, we, Rome's on in Tampa. So I got flack from that. I'm like, well, I'm just speaking <laughs> the truth. You know, if you can't handle the truth, I'm sorry. But you got calls from Houston and you, well, you know, I don't have to tell you, but yeah. I used to love doing the show and getting calls from all over North America, man. It was great stuff. It was great Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And you, you know? got a you got a chance to talk hockey, right? And so that was always fun. But the thing that I love, like when you guest host, I, for those that aren't familiar with the show, there's only a handful of people they go to uh -huh. to have guest hosts. And Napes was one of those that was a regular that would come back and Grant, when the uh, when Rome came here in 2018, you were in person doing That's an interview right. with him and it was yeah. just great. So Great yeah. time. I miss doing it. I really do. I miss doing it. It was uh, it was a, a lot of fun. I don't know where Mr. Bula is. Good question. Maybe he's just <laughs> chiming in during uh, basketball season. So, but now this is a big part of the future. I mean, now this is these are big time days for the Sacramento Kings. I mean, it could pave the way for a championship or it could set them back. I mean, you have to acknowledge that not all the moves that are made are good moves. The Kings need another solid move. They've been very good. Monty McNair's done a marvelous job. He needs to do it again. Yeah, and I would also say, and I wouldn't expect this from Monty McNair based off his track record thus far, you just can't make any moves that are going to set you back permanently. Mm -hmm. You can't control in injuries, but you can control bad contracts. You can control mm -hmm. guys that don't fit in the locker room. And that's what a huge aspect of this. And I have the full confidence that they will do a great job. All right. So uh, this has been a really fun show. Really yeah. have enjoyed uh, all of the uh, chat. And all right. So when if you and I do a show next week, do you think we're going to be talking about, wow, the Kings really did make a splash? Or do you think we're going to say, you know what, the Kings kind of stayed pat and we'll see what they can do maybe via trade. But we like their roster moving forward. They kept Barnes. They kept Lyles. What do you think that I know you don't think they're going to keep Barnes. So I know that wouldn't be the narrative from your side. But do you think the Kings are going to make a splash in free agency? Um, if you define splash as getting one of those names that's been frequently talked about, like a Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, wow. uh, no, I, I don't think it's going to be anything like that. But okay. I think we will, Grant, be talking about whatever moves the Kings make or don't make in the same narrative as we talked about how they handled the draft. I think they're going to make smart plays that set them up for the future or make the team better and don't set the team back financially. All right. My buddy uh, just texted me that the uh, Yankees have a perfect game oh. going against the A's in the eighth. Nate, she shouldn't have said perfect game. I don't care because I think the Yankees <laughs> are pathetic. <laughs> Bunch of and home I run that, hitters. I say that, and I know very well that their record is pretty good, but uh, 
They're up eight nothing in Oakland, and I'm looking at the box score. Uh, there's probably all Yankee fans at the stadium, right? I mean, you know, there are very few A's fans at the ballpark. Very uh, few. Hey, you know, it's you know, it's sad in Oakland when the Yankees are in town and it's bring yeah. your dog to the park night. That yeah. that didn't used to be that way. Herman is on the mound, and uh, yeah, no hits, no walks. Eight nothing, top nine. All right. Wow. Hey, I appreciate you. Good luck down in Los Angeles. Tell all the fellows I said hello, okay? You got it. Thank you very yeah. much. You know they're going to be dying to talk to you probably. And there are some gal clones, so tell them I said hello too. And, uh, you know, if you're running the Romy, uh, give him my best, would you please? Will do. Absolutely, Grant. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Oh, thank you. And by the way, we've got Brazil checking in. We appreciate hey. that, Brazil. We love Thank South you. America. So uh, Eduardo in Chile is always watching, and he's not watching tonight, but uh, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Ryan, again, have a safe trip. I'm so happy to hear about your hip and that things are going well. And uh, I know that all the people that are uh, following us on a regular basis are happy too. So we, we wish you continued speedy recovery. Thanks, Napes. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to talk to you about what happens uh, yeah. post-trade or post-free agency, bud. All right. Uh, good stuff from Ryan and Sacktown. And hey, listen, if you are new, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, do it all. Again, it doesn't cost anything to subscribe. You're not going to get hassled. Uh, we would love to just build up our audience. So if you have not yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, it would mean a lot to us here on this channel if you don't like that. Hey, I really appreciate you joining us here for this hour. Have yourself a fabulous, fabulous evening. Have a very good night, all right? And we'll be doing this again real soon on If You Don't Like That. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.